Are you ready to take your child on a journey to discover their Indian roots? Yay! Introducing Chimes, the ultimate audio platform for young minds aged 3 to 15. At Chimes, we believe in the power of storytelling to connect children to their cultural heritage. From captivating folk tales to colorful festivals to mesmerizing history, Chimes brings the rich stories of Indian traditions to life. So connect your child to their Indian roots with us. Download the app today and start the journey. Search Chimes Kids Audio Stories and Podcasts app on Apple or Google Play Store. Chimes, audio that inspires. The Winged Monkeys When the four travellers went in search of the witch, she had seen them coming and so sent the winged monkeys to bring them to her. It was much harder to find their way back through the big fields of buttercups and yellow daisies than it was being carried. They knew, of course, they must go straight east towards the rising sun and they started off in the right way but at noon when the sun was over their heads they did not know which was east and which was west and that was the reason why they lost in the great fields they kept on walking however and at night the moon came out and shone brightly so they lay down among the sweet smelling yellow flowers and slept soundly till morning the next morning the sun was behind a cloud, but they started on as if they were quite sure which way they were going. If we walk far enough, said Dorothy, I'm sure we shall sometime come to some place. But day by day passed away and they still saw nothing before them but the scarlet fields. They had surely lost their way. Realizing this, Dorothy lost heart. She sat down on the grass and looked at her companions and they sat down and looked at her and Toto found that for the first time in his life he was too tired to chase a butterfly that flew past his head. So he put out his tongue and panted and looked at Dorothy as if to ask what they should do next. Suppose we call the field mice, she suggested. They could probably tell us the way to the Emerald City. To be sure they could, cried the Scarecrow. Why didn't we think of that before? Dorothy blew the little whistle she had always carried about her neck since the Queen of the Mice had given it to her. In a few minutes, they heard the pattering of tiny feet and many of the small grey mice came running up to her. Among them was the Queen herself who asked in her squeaky little voice, Squeak! What can I do for my friends? We have lost our way, said Dorothy. Can you tell us where the Emerald City is? Certainly, answered the Queen. But it is a great way off, for you have had it at your backs all this time. Then she noticed Dorothy's golden cap and said, 
Why don't you use the charm of the cap and call the wind monkeys to you? They will carry you to the city of Oz in less than an hour. I didn't know there was a charm, answered Dorothy in surprise. What is it? Squeak! It is written inside the golden cap, replied the queen of the mice. Won't they hurt me? asked the girl anxiously. Oh no! They must obey the wearer of the cap. Goodbye! And she scampered out of sight with all the mice hurrying after her. Dorothy looked inside the cap and saw some written words upon the lining. Ippi-pippi-kaki, she said, standing on her left foot. Hello, hello, hello. Dorothy went on, standing this time on her right foot. Zizi, zuzi, zip, said Dorothy, who was now standing on both feet. This ended the saying of the charm. And they heard a great chattering and flapping of wings as the band of winged monkeys flew up to them. The king bowed low before Dorothy and asked, What is your command? We wish to go to the Emerald City, said the child. And we have lost our way. We will carry you, replied the king. And no sooner had he spoken than two of the monkeys caught Dorothy in their arms and flew away with her. Others took the scarecrow and the woodman and the lion and one little monkey seized Toto and flew after them. Why do you have to obey the charm of the golden cap? Dorothy asked. That is a long story. Once began the leader. We were a few people living happily in the great forest, flying from tree to tree, eating nuts and fruit and doing just as we pleased without calling anybody master. This was many years ago, long before Oz came out of the clouds to rule over this land. There lived here, then, away at the north, a beautiful princess who was also a powerful sorceress. All her magic was used to help the people and she was never known to hurt anyone who was good. Her name was Gaylet, and she lived in a handsome palace built from great blocks of ruby. Everyone loved her, but her greatest sorrow was that she could find no one to love in return. Since no man was a mat, with one so beautiful and wise. At last, however, she found a boy who was handsome and manly and wise beyond his years. Quelala, as he was called, Gaelet loved him dearly and hastened to make everything ready for the wedding. My grandfather was at that time the king of the winged monkeys which lived in the forest near Gaelet's palace. And the old fellow loved a joke better than a good dinner. One day, just before the wedding, my grandfather was flying out with his band when he saw Quelala walking beside the river. He was dressed in a rich costume of pink silk and purple velvet. And my grandfather thought he would see what he could do. At his word, the band flew down and seized Quelala carried him in their arms 
until they were over the middle of the river and then dropped him into the water. Swim out, my fine fellow, cried my grandfather. Koelala was much too wise not to swim and he was not in the least spoiled by all his good fortune. He laughed when he came to the top of the water and swam into shore. But when Gaelet came running out to him, she found his silks and velvet all ruined by the river. The princess was angry and she knew, of course, who did it. She had all the winged monkeys brought before her and she said at first that their wings should be tied and they should be treated as they had treated Koelala and dropped in the river. But my grandfather pleaded hard for he knew the monkeys would drown in the river with their wings tied. And Koelala said a kind word for them also so that Gelet finally spared them on condition that the winged monkeys should ever come after do three times the bidding of the owner of the golden cap. Of course, my grandfather and all the other monkeys at once agreed to the condition. And that is how it happens that we are three times the slaves of the owner of the golden cap, whosoever he may be. And what became of them? Asked Dorothy, who had been greatly interested in the story. Oh, Quenala, being the first owner of the golden cap, replied the monkey. He was the first to lay his wishes upon us. As his bride could not bear the sight of us, he called us all to him in the forest after he had married her and ordered us always to keep where she could never again set her eyes on a winged monkey, which we were glad to do, for we all were afraid of her. This was all we ever had to do until the golden cap fell into the hands of the wicked witch of the West. As the monkey king finished his story, Dorothy looked down and saw the green shining walls of the Emerald City before them. She wondered at the rapid flight of the monkeys, but was glad the journey was over. The strange creatures set the travellers down carefully before the gate of the city. The king bowed low to Dorothy and then flew swiftly away, followed by all his band.